The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. The planet Earth has started the whole beginning of all life was the power of water. People along the way for all these millions of years, thousands of years, hundreds of years, and decades have not, for some reason, lost what's happened here. Is your health, your life on earth is the water and the fresh water, and the atmosphere you're breathing is water. And a lot of people that are very intelligent forget the air you're living in has to be water the atmosphere, that hidden water, the humidity, because without it, you wouldn't be living. I have said for all these years with this radio show, the directions of this show have been to bring the most wonderful people as guests onto the show from all over the world. Their backgrounds are extraordinary about giving us the information and reminding us every day that without the water, there is no life. Without agriculture and the water for agriculture, there would be no nutrition. Without the nutrition, there would be no health, the health of our lives, the health of our earth is water, fresh water, and it's becoming an endangered species. I watch this, and I've said to people throughout the world, throughout these years, Water is a species. It's alive. It's giving us life. The moment you were born in that delivery broom, you entered in the air you were breathing, you left a pocket of water, and it's the air, water in the air that is keeping you alive. That air is vital. We have some new information that we try to give you every week with the show. Look up. A quarter of India's land is turning into the the desert sand. It can be found on MSN News. In India, there's different districts throughout India that are at a crisis and that are going in water. Look that up. India's water crisis. Look up what is happening in villages in different countries. Village bodies blame for water crisis. They're finding in India bodies that are dying. That our life on earth is from the moment you were born, you came from a pocket of water, and you live with the atmosphere of water, but you must drink, yes, at least eight to ten glasses of water. 
But what is or you'll be dehydrating to death before it is time for you to pass on to die. The process of life to death is dehydration of the body, dehydration of our planet. Our planet has a secret to the cycle. We can watch it. Watch that. It's like the algorithm. It's like an. It's 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 amazing that listening to that whisper of Earth and how it's living. And if we begin to listen to Earth and how we personally want to live, we would learn to live to be healthier and be much more aware of what Earth is requiring for us and what we need to do to provide an assistance. Look up searches in Africa water crisis for 2014 in in East Africa. What is happening with people without water? And I've like I said in China, what is happening? with water and the crisis of water. It's what keeps you alive. To participate, join in on the information. Join in with what we're doing with the show. Get other people listening to the show so that we can begin together to be thinking about what the focus should be every day is that we get out of bed, each one of us, to live our lives to the fullest with the miracle and the embracement that God and earth has given us. And the life of our water is vital to as a species. Our soil is a species. The fresh water is a species throughout all of Earth to be able to provide us with a cycle, like a recycling cycle, to live and be healthy. We need to help each other. We need to all do this together. There is no such thing as politics when it comes time for fresh water. We need to start protecting it and making sure it's available to all people. Did you know that almost 5,000 children are dying a day because they don't have water? And that even in the country of the United States of America with 50, little, 50 states, the state of California, where their former Governor Brown, Jerry Brown's father, they built that aqueduct canals because they didn't want the Californians to make mistake and not have enough water, and look what they did. The soil is a species. It's dying. The fresh water is not being irrigated to the aquifers as a species to keep the aquifers full. California will become desert sand if they don't take the technology that was founded for them in the 60s and begin to slow that down and stop the death of the soil and the fresh water that is happening to the aquifers in California. It will become a desert sand like other countries that the world have become because they didn't listen to the planet Earth and the higher powers. Today we have Jerry Wiles on, and I'm really excited. Jerry is one of the founders of Living Water International, and we're going to be discussing his life with it, the founding of it, and then he's going to discuss with us Living Waters International's 2014 Gala Celebrating the Woman. That's going to be a lot of fun. Our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, the product Nature's Tears I Missed is the sponsor for all these years. Did you know that your eyes at the surface are 99% water? And when you're opening your eyelid, 
the atmosphere supplements that. But if you don't drink eight to ten glasses of water a day, that'll affect your eyes, all of your health and your body. But if you need a supplement to assist, like you're brushing your teeth and you have technology and food and more, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a water, tissue culture grade of water is the trade secret to be able to supplement the eyes. Vision impairment is dehydration, loss of water. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be right back with Jerry Wiles. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Before we introduce you to Jerry Wiles, we need to stop and think about something real quickly about this planet Earth that we're living on together. It's like a living in the home of the most powerful power there is on Earth is the faith that Earth has in all of us. The population grows, and every week we tell you that the population throughout the world grew in the last two weeks 1,567,317 new people living that need water. Jerry, are you with us? I am with you. Thank you for joining us again. I was really excited to hear you were going to be on with us. Well, it's my pleasure. It has been a while since we talked. Yes, it has. You were one of my first guests to come on with me when I started this show almost seven years ago. Well, I was looking at your website and see that you've made a lot of progress and you're doing great work in letting people know because there's so few people really understand the global water issues. Isn't it? It's just fascinating, Jerry. Uh, it's what our whole life is about. It's everything there is, the number one priority, and it's it, it, the education and what has dropped off to the rest of the, wherever the planet is the fact that people are not really taking it serious. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it's, um, we have been on this journey for a while, um, and uh, 
seeing some really good things happen. I should make one uh, minor correction. I'm not one of the founders. One well, of the not. founders re- recruited me uh, to serve as the president of the organization uh, 12 years ago. Okay. And in our growth and succession planning, we have a new president CEO, and I'm still full time as president emeritus. I'm just I'm just doing uh, transition from doing about eight or ten things to doing about three things. So, right. Living Water International is. Um, We've seen some amazing things happen since our founding in 1990, and uh, this now is, let's, uh, let's go back to uh, the founder of uh, founders are strange people to me. I'm a yeah. founder, and of my company and what I do with water and worldwide, and 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 there for the person who, who is the founder of Living Water. Well, there's actually uh, five families that founded Living Water International, and okay. and the way they set this up was really a, a I think a lot of wisdom and and uh, insight because they they didn't want the typical founder syndrome. So the five families who founded it, uh, one of those was Gary Evans, and he was the first president, and he's the one who approached me and asked me if I would consider coming to be the president of it. I was at that time with uh, uh, serving with Houston Baptist University um, mm-hmm. here in Houston. So anyway, uh, he we've had a team effort, uh, and, and we've been blessed to uh, have significant growth. We've, uh, we were a $2 million annual budget when I came on staff in 2003, and this year we're $28 million. So from, My from, the, from that part of it, the measurable part of the money, and the project's completed. We've completed now more than 14,000 water projects um, in wow. Africa and Asia and Latin America. So uh, only the Lord knows how many people are actually getting water and being served. We try to measure that, but that's difficult mm-hmm. to uh, to keep track of, of mm-hmm. the impact. So we're still working on impact analysis and measuring and results and all that, and we're making a lot of progress. But there's still... Um, as you um, indicate on your website, and there's still, you know, lots of people without access to clean, safe drinking water. So we're we're serving the neediest of the needy people on the planet. And and the people who do have access today are going to find out, Jerry, in the not too far future, that they're going to be rationed. Well, and then that's what, true what, because the reason. Uh, well, I look back at the, at the years of countries of the world that did what we're doing too here. We, they took it for granted, but they yeah. didn't. They have an excuse in those days. They didn't have the technology we have now. I had a fellow on here, Andrew Sherman. He wrote a book called uh, Harvesting Intangible to, to Intellectual Property. And the very first technology that ever was a technology for the word to be used was wa- a technology of moving water from place to place. So there's no excuse that so far back they didn't have the technology we have today, but they learned how to move it around. And uh, it became an agriculture become, became a technology with movement of water. It's mm-hmm. just it's fascinating how now your founders, families, what, why did they decide that water is, was going to be endangered and they started so long ago now? to get a focus on it what uh, were they did they have yeah. something personally happen well it came out of a mission trip about 30 people went to Kenya and they went there to build churches and they discovered and do uh, health clinics and medical work mm-hmm. so they discovered what they uh, when they were there that the big need was for clean water and access mm-hmm. to clean safe drinking water and 
So they, uh, some of those people on the trip were geologists and ge- engineers and, mm-hmm. and uh, construction people and people involved with the oil and gas industry. And so they mm-hmm. came back to Houston and had a conversation with a few of them about, can we do something about this? So uh, that's how Living Water International got started. And uh, they acquired uh, their first drill rig in Kenya, and then from there we uh, opened up a, an operation in India. Now we have we have offices now in a, in a 23 countries, but we've done water projects in more than 70 countries through our partnerships and those we've right. trained. So we do a lot of training, mm-hmm. uh, drill training, pump repair, uh, dealing in uh, hygiene and, and community mm-hmm. health. So in the water sector now, um, it's um, often referred to as WASH, water access, sanitation, Mm-hmm. Health and hygiene. So we do a lot of hygiene mm-hmm. training, and we do uh, something called orality training, uh, working with mm-hmm. oral cultures, oral learners, and the people of the world who don't have a written script, uh, people who don't have um, their scriptures in their language. We're we're a faith-based organization, so we're mm-hmm. bringing water and the word, and in the most culturally appropriate manner. Um, mm-hmm. And so we. We we collaborate now with a lot of other organizations doing uh, water access and sanitation, health and hygiene, and sustainability. What about, you heard me earlier, uh, I always have my executive secretary gives me some of the latest information on the crisis of water, and did you heard me maybe mention about India. India yes. has wealth and extreme poverty. And it just, That's true. it's just amazing how the wealth did not prepare for their their country to be supplied with water. Well, and people, it, it, they're it, it, finding bodies dead yeah. because of uh, and that's because of the severe dehydration of the individual who could not get enough water or any water. Well, that, that's a big problem in uh, different parts of the world where we work. Is there there's um, a lot of wealth that's in the hands of a few people, but the masses are still living in extreme poverty and without access to clean water and basic services. So that's a that's a big problem of, of priorities. One point two billion and, uh, people live in India. Pardon me. One point two billion people living in India. Right, right, and China has a one point three billion, problem, and there is well because known. of contamination. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there, there are so many different aspects to solving the problems, and a lot of it is misplaced priorities and um, and, and sometimes uh, corruption and government. Jerry, you've been at this a long time. I've been studying for over 30 years. Um, I'm living in a paradise for the rest of the world to come and see in Grants Pass, Southern Oregon. And we have the mountain ranges and the river, or the famous Rogue River, and and the, the green and the beauty of the futures of what uh, hopefully we'll take it very serious that and not take for granted what we have here. The rest of the world out there, what can we do, you and I and others, to – this is a crisis. And, mm-hmm. and I get tired of the word crisis, but what can we say? It's kind of like what's happening in our politics around the world – we kept saying it was a crisis. We kept saying it was troubles coming. Why do they wait until the last moment when it's such a severe crisis? Everything has to wait until the last minute. Have you figured that out yet, Jerry? Uh, if I could figure that out, <laughs> we'd package it and, and make a lot of money from the solution. But, 
you know, little by little, you know, we we know that people's their lives are being uh, saved and and lives are being changed when they bring clean water. So we have lots of stories and testimonies, and that's where the gala that we'll have October the 3rd here in Houston is to tell some of those stories. And women are the ones that suffer the most, the women and children. And we mm-hmm. work mostly in rural areas and villages. We do work in uh, uh, para-urban areas, but mm-hmm. primarily our work is in, in uh, rural communities. Many places they may not even have electricity. So we put in a water well, and where... Prior to that, the women and children were, were spending hours a day carrying water from distances, and many times it was ca- contaminated. Most of the time it is. Right. So when we put a water well in, we, we, and we get the community involved before, during, and after and form a water committee. So we, we drill the water well with a hand pump, train them on how to manage and maintain and repair it, do hygiene training. It transforms the whole community, reduces poverty and disease, and the people. Uh, Let's back up the, for a minute, Sherry. Which, uh, explain what you meant by you form a, a, a community committee, because I've had people on and and uh, different organizations, and they'll say, "Well, we do it for profit because if they if you don't make it for profit, the individuals in the community committees are not going to take it serious. That there's there you can lose something here if you don't try to make it profitable and make money on it to protect." the source and ongoing to be able to hand that down to other community committees. Explain to us the committee. Uh, Why did you set up a committee? Well, the key thing is sustainability. I I don't want to be common sense. I just want the audience to hear why you went in and wanted to organize this to be well-managed is what I'm trying to get after. It has to be managed. The key thing is sustainability. So you can't just go in and drill a water well and take off. That's what the United Nations did back in the 80s. They drilled water wells, boreholes all over Africa. Uh, majority of them are not working anymore. So if you train local people how to manage and maintain it, they are involved in the uh, the process. So we do it with them. And so they um, are, are trained on how to – and they form this water committee so that the people getting the water have some investment in it. So it's a shared product. It's project. Now, when you it's not form just, a committee – how do they qualify or be a, a, uh, selected to be on How do they get on the committee? Well, they would be the uh, community leaders. So you're talking okay. about um, any provincial or, or okay. township, the, the leaders in the community. Now, okay. and that might be church leaders, and a significant number of people on the water committee would be the women because they're okay. the ones that are carrying the water. Yes. They're the ones that take the responsibility. So. Yes. Once the committee's formed and we train them how to organize themselves and the people getting water there have some contribution, so they develop a system so that some they, they pay something. It may just be a very uh, small amount, but mm-hmm. they have an investment in it. There we go. And so, mm-hmm. and then they uh, form uh, a fund and, mm-hmm. and, and where they can open a bank account. So they have a little pool of money coming in to mm-hmm. repair the, the water. Uh, the, the, the manage. The, the pump and to manage it, or how to uh, contact someone who can. So we have in-country staff, and increasing numbers of our in-country mm-hmm. staff are nationals in the country. So that mm-hmm. Africans are doing that, are running the African programs. Uh, now I'm going to back you up again, and I'm going to interrupt once in a while because if I if I try to remember to go back again, uh, I'd like the audience to hear as we go. When you go to do this in these countries, in these communities, in these districts, uh, provinces, 
how do you get permission to do this? Uh, what is this? How do you go about getting permission to be able to do what you just said? Well, everything we do is in partnership with uh, okay. the community leaders. So, in some, it's country by country. They have different like- uh, regulations and laws. So we uh, abide by the local laws. Mm-hmm. And we have permission from the state or the uh, provincial provincial leaders, mm-hmm. and so we, sometimes it's it's getting license and permission right. officially to do that. So when we right. partner with the government, with the business community, with the and church how long community, does it take you to do that? Per probably the first one took the longest, but how long does it take you now to get permission and get through all that paperwork and? And bureaucracy, well, let's just say, to get to where you can finally go to work in the community you want to work with. Yeah. Well, in the countries where we have been there the longest, we have a reputation and mm-hmm. we have a relationship with the, right. the leaders, and they welcome us with open arms. So it's not right. as big a problem. In the early days, there was problems getting equipment into countries and mm-hmm. all that. So because we partner with other agencies, local governments, and with the United Nations, UNICEF, and other organizations, we, uh-huh. we have a network of people Right. And uh, and it, it's much easier now. Now, when we're right. in the early days going into new countries, they didn't know us, but because we have a track record, you know, we have uh, people that are waiting in line to get uh, a water well in their community. Yes. So we have the local people in Uganda, for example. It would be Ugandans going to the people, talking to the community, and, if and you know, at the right time, they officially make a request. So we're going into community. Mm-hmm. If they've requested it. We have all the license, all the regulations are are taken care of. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's that part of it is not as big a problem as as it it would be in a new country or in places where we just we're getting started. Right. But once you've got you've got your track record now, and you can use that as reference to what you're Correct. accomplishing. And and we do short-term mission trips also, where mm-hmm. people are going from uh, the United States and Canada. Uh, into uh, like our uh, mainly in our uh, Central American countries. So it's an mm-hmm. eight-day trip. People will go down. They work with the community, mm-hmm. drilling a well, doing hygiene, and working uh, mm-hmm. uh, many times with local churches. And we'll mm-hmm. do about uh, more than I guess 300 uh, mission trips this year, mm-hmm. primarily into Central American countries. And we're going to start doing more to Africa, but it's a little longer and more expensive to Now, the first thing that came to my mind also, uh, and I'm wondering, you know, all the readings I've done, when you go in and you do these things, people don't realize now there could become a school for the children because there's running water and there's access to water and they start developing more uh, schools, don't they, when you have water? Well, they do too. Uh, they do that, but but most of our projects are actually at schools, orphanages, or hospitals. Okay, okay there we go. And it's a community-based uh, okay. program, so that it's not an individual or one particular mm-hmm. church or one particular institution that controls the water. A community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they develop. Uh, it's, it's really like a representative uh, government. So many mm-hmm. times they've never had this kind of a system. Right. Organized. But they. Mm-hmm. They have shared ownership. They have mm-hmm. personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so the training is an important part of that. The behavior change. You know, why, behavior would, change. Getting, why would getting water from this uh, uh, this uh, hand pump mm-hmm. uh, and this borehole be better than going down to the river? If they don't understand yeah. why that's more important than going to the river, sometimes right. they go to the river because it's a, it's a social interaction and that's what go. they've been doing oh, all these uh-huh. years so you ha- uh-huh. have to educate them as to, as to why this is better right 
Right. And then, uh, and we've had the United Nations on here in the past when we were talking about, and I said out of the clear blue sky that that people don't realize the way we're living in our country, uh, that when you don't have water and they're having to walk all that distance and then all of a sudden they're human as everybody else, if they would trip and fall, there goes the water, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or maybe the person tripped and fell and maybe sprang or broke her ankle or mm-hmm. uh, did something to a rib or shrug, but they still have to carry that water and they'd have to turn around, go back, because yeah. that's the water for the day. They're, they're ha- that for them to live, they have to have a supply of some water every day. Yeah, and even without tripping or falling um, or other accidents, they still carrying 40 pounds of water on your head every day. There's all kinds of health problems women have because of carrying the water. Yes. You know, Um, I was listening to the head of PepsiCo, and she's an Indian from India, and she was saying how her every morning when she was a little young girl, her they would get up in the her mother would get up in the morning and go out behind the house, not go at a distance, just right there at the house. But the the water wasn't inside the house. She had to go out to the well outside the house and bring the water in for the day and get started with their water. So that was not that that wasn't that long ago. So our our world. And what you're doing, Jerry, and all of you, is just amazing. But I'm back again. Where have we been with all of this technology? And I look at everything with technology. It's just a fascinating why we, are, are, we put that off until the crisis, in, yeah. in our, and even here in the United States. There's going to be water wars right here over water. Yeah. Well, all the all the studies and trends indicate that, and I've I've asked that same question to people in leadership uh, positions, and uh, sometimes these problems are not going to get the attention until there is some crisis, unfortunately. But if we realize that there's technology to save, um, how much money could be saved by just irrigation, uh, swimming pools, and and washing our cars. Uh, people in in the places where we work, they are astounded of how much water we use compared to what they have. We're and going to take a course. moment with our sponsor, Jerry, and then we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about that. And I'm, I've got a question about recycling and what you guys have been learning about that or thought about. Uh, okay. We're going to take a moment for our sponsor, and we'll be right back uh, with Jerry Wiles. Uh, we're listening to our sponsor with Biologic Aqua Research Centers. Nature's Tears Eye Mist to supplement the eyes. Did you know that vision impairment is dry eye? Dehydration, loss of water at the surface of the eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist will supplement that with just a mist. We'll be right back with Jerry Wiles with Living Waters. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Jerry, I'm going to be in a moment talking to you about the celebration of the woman and gala, but in Singapore, um, fascinates me because they had such a challenge with water. And they learned how to recycle. And I'm sure that you're familiar with that, aren't you? Yes, I am. Tell our audience a little bit. You probably Have you ever been there? I've not been to Singapore personally. We have lots of connections in that part of the world. But Okay, uh, tell our audience about the story so it comes from your connections. I can say what my part has been with my reading and talking to people. I had a representative with Singapore on here, but... That is the most, we've got to learn to do what Earth has been doing. Well, uh, recycle uh, that water and keep that water recycled. Uh, and what is your thinking on that? Well, there's water treatment and uh, ways, technology now to purify water, and there are many, uh, you know, major uh, metropolitan areas that recycle water. And so that's not a complicated thing. Of course, there's biosand filters, there's all kinds of technology to to filter water, there's technology to take the water out of the air. Uh, there's uh, many different ways. There's, there's uh, rainwater catchment systems and rainwater harvesting and, and all that. So when we think about integrated water solutions, looking at country by country and region by region, what is the, the, the most appropriate uh, technology? Mm-hmm. So the technology is there. Uh, and again, it's, it's often misplaced priorities and the lack of um, resource distribution that's the problem so there's desalinization there's uh, actually uh, uh, Japanese oh, over years have, have uh, towed icebergs as a solution so you can transport water in that way so uh, desalinization I think will be uh, a solution some of the oil rich countries in the Middle East and the Persian Gulf are, are doing that so uh, that's again pretty expensive but um, yeah, I think just it, you just have to look at the region of the world and and think uh, through the solution that's going to be most appropriate for that region. And and the recycling, like if we can with technology, I think there's enormous um, technology inventions to be there, Jerry, uh, that have wide open for people who are founders uh, or, or have ingenious. Uh, focuses to uh, study uh, the technology of how do we produce water for everyone and, and, and then recycle the water. It's like California. It's so startling to me. Uh, Jerry, yeah. the, the former governor, Jerry, uh, Jerry Brown's father, in the 60s, they put that canal there for a purpose so California people wouldn't make the mistake and, and, and not have enough water. 
Yeah. What did they do? They shut off the canal. You go through the state of California. The, the uh, soil is a, a species. A soil is a species, too. Water is a species. They shut it off, and the soil, it will be a desert sand someday. The aquifers below that soil are an endangered species, too, because that irrigation was to keep the soil healthy and the aquifers below. They shut it off. Yeah. Well, there's going to have to be a lot of different uh, moving pieces to solve the problem. For example, in uh, in Texas, uh, in, in take Arkansas is just to our northeast, uh, and Arkansas is a is a water rich country. Texas has problems, so there's been some discussion about and negotiation on how to to transport the water and work out some kind of a shared system. And I think that's going to have to be part of the conversation in California and other parts of the country. Is, is how to recycle water that's coming from someplace else and and you know, Canada and yeah. whatever. Because I'm not for, I think if you desalinize it, it, it makes it too expensive for people to afford. I'm a, You've got to drink, Jerry, eight to ten glasses of water a day with nothing in it, nothing in it. Right. If you don't, those 50 tr- uh, tr- uh, millions of cells in your body, Mm-hmm. Those 360 million cells in your body are not going to recycle in the body if we're not well, drinking adamic, I, adamic, adequate in, plain water, though. Not added yeah, I, or anything in it. Yeah, I started doing research on this years ago, and, and one of the uh, experts said, you know, and of course we know that um, the majority of people have some form of dehydration, uh, and, and a lot of the health problems is because of that. They just don't. Don't know that. And most now, medical I'm going to back you up. It's not a, f- a form. That's your life process for every human Correct. being. There are no yep. two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. We're all dehydrating from the moment we arrived in that yep. delivery room, from that day to our death. It's a dehydration process. That's well, why water on Earth, to keep Earth alive, to yep. keep people alive, and our breath of atmosphere alive, is a fresh water. Well, when you think about health and, and medical issues, how many doctors will sit down with you and say, how much water are you drinking? Exactly. I, mean, that's, that's I know this. I know it. I'm in the medical field with my field, what I do. And uh, we've had doctors that I've known that go to the doctor, not, they're not feeling well. And the doctor would say to the doctor, you're severely dehydrated. Yeah. We forget. Yeah. We forget, and I find myself, and I'm sure you do too, as much knowledge as you have, some days you'll get so busy, do you really get in the amount of water you should be drinking? And yep. we, we brought in some uh, Dr. Effie Chow, who is a PhD in Chinese alternative medicine, and 40 years she was appointed by Clinton to teach yep. that, and she said too, people should learn to drink the water at one glass at a time, one whole glass at a time. Not just sip it, and that's. But Earth does that too. It'll have the rain will come down. It'll have its drink and quenching of the water, and it'll recycle. If if you don't have enough water on the surface of the Earth, because it is diminishing uh, with the fresh water, the the climate will have a change because yeah. we need more fresh water, like Jerry Brown's father did with the canals of California. We need more reservoirs. We need more fresh water on the surface of the earth to be able to work with the climates to keep it because it, it, it tracks with the atmosphere and the universe of what it's doing in its, in its cycle living in the solar system 
based on the fresh water that's on the surface of the earth. Well, and they're letting it the... all diminish. Now, before it, we uh, we got to talk about what you, we wanted to talk about. Uh, your international, who started the international woman celebration? Well, Living Water International has for years had a focus on the women in the communities where we work. And so this mm-hmm. year, that was just, that was the theme, celebrating the woman, so uh, bringing attention to uh, how women are affected in the areas where they don't have clean, safe drinking water. So that's right. that's going to be the theme this year. We have a different theme every year, but um, now what you, is, you're, where, where, where's the city you're gathering? Uh, it'll be in Houston, Texas, Houston? and okay. we'll have some of our key people from some of the countries. I think there's going to be someone here from Liberia and Kenya, maybe one other country that will be featured at mm-hmm. the uh, the event. So we have, mm-hmm. uh, every year we have this annual gala mm-hmm. uh, fundraising. And mm-hmm. um, so water.cc is the website. If you go to water.cc slash gala, mm-hmm. there's information on that. And, now, uh, uh, your community, uh, a lot of women, uh, part- I know there's going to be men there, but do a lot of the women get behind this too in, in Houston? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We have men. Many uh, women on our staff and many women that, of course, on our board, and they they go on the, the mission trips. They do hygiene training and actually part uh-huh. of the drill training. Mm-hmm. So uh, the October 3rd event will feature that and uh, bring mm-hmm. uh, more attention to uh, women's issues as it relates to uh, water problems. Terry, did you know, I was studying this so far back, that women were the, really the, the first doctors, the very first doctors, they weren't men, and they were very much into water and yeah. as a healing and the faith of the water with God in the water uh, with women. Not, and then it changed yeah. in life, and men became the dominant um, individuals in the medical field. And well, uh, you may have a, a real uh, exciting movement going there. If you get a woman's <laughs> organization throughout the United States going, to where women that, support that be, women all over the world and make water, living water, yeah. the focus. Well, our training, what we do uh, with, with our orality training, training people to, to educate and communicate and, and to share mm-hmm. the gospel using oral mm-hmm. methods. And when it, mm-hmm. many of the women who attend our uh, training have never been to school. They spent their lives working in the field and right. other things. But uh, mm-hmm. and we, one of the stories we use in our training is the story of the woman at the well from the Samaritan woman uh, from John chapter 4. And we, we ask questions, you know, is, is when, are, are women important to God? You know, what's the rem, women's role? So the women really come alive because many of the countries, the women are not seen at the same level as men. Right. So we really focus on how God is interested in women and children, people without... Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the social outcasts, and also mm-hmm. they really come alive when when we when they participate in that training. Right. Yeah, they become very individually with a, with a, a uh, they have a what, what's the word I want? They become very um, an identity of their own. They have their right. they can identify with themselves personally. Now I'm going to ask you uh, because it comes to my mind uh, for myself. I've done something. Uh, with technology that with fresh water as a handheld portable device to be described to dose the supplementation of the atmosphere. Nobody has ever done that on Earth and I and the planet. And I went out and, and built a career and a research center with misting uh, with fresh water as a freshwater company in the world. Own patents all over the world now. 
but I look at myself as a woman, and I know what women out there with water and the challenges have been for their families all over the world and have their identity to do what they've done for their families. I look at Pakistan, and they have been uh, fighting over water for years. Those tribes in those different areas there in the Middle East have had a no end of water. Nobody talks about it, but they've had water wars, fighting over water. And yet the women were the ones who went off to try to figure out the water every day. Have you gone into any of those countries like Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, any of those we countries? Have, uh, we've done uh, work through in those countries through some of our partner organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the, the water conflict, for example, the, the, the conflict over water rights, we've, we've seen that in Kenya as well. There was uh, mm-hmm. uh, 21 people killed a few years ago over uh, disputes of the water. We mm-hmm. put water wells in those communities, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, a transformational experience. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's um, now. Did that hit? Didn't that hit the news media that that happened too? Because I'd forgotten. It seems like I remember it hearing did. about it. Yeah, it did. I was I was in that area for a, a well dedication uh, a year after this happened because the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government of Kenya was involved. The then president Kabaki was actually came to the well dedication. So we put wells mm-hmm. in those areas, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it truly was a, a transformational um, opportunity for people to you know, resolve the conflict and, and have have a better system. Mm-hmm. Because women have been the key role to supporting supplying the water and. And food necessary, and uh, the health of the family. Well, still today, most places we are we're working, the women are the ones that are getting the water. Uh, women mm-hmm. and children, of course. When we say women, sometimes that's they start when they're very young, right? Ten young or twelve, or thirteen years old. That are mm-hmm. uh, rather than going to school, they're working in the field and they're carrying water. So mm-hmm. when you bring mm-hmm. clean water, so that rather than spending three, four, five, or as much as seven hours a day carrying water, mm-hmm. they can go to school, they can engage in some economic mm-hmm. development, uh, some micro-enterprise. And uh, so it changes, it improves the health, the economy, and uh, the, the communities change when they have access to clean water. And now we've had statistics uh, and numbers of how many children die a day without water. Is that changing? Is that getting where there's less children dying a day with that with Water, well, have you heard the, anything about that? The most recent statistic I heard was a child dies every 15 seconds That's what I heard from uh, some kind of water-related related disease. And, of course, mm-hmm. professionals will d- distinguish between uh, water-borne, water-based, or water-related, mm-hmm. uh, whatever terminology you use. It's still, uh, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people in the innocence of a... And, you know, people don't realize, Jerry, that if you're undernourished with water and you're dehydrated, when you get a swelling around the ankle or the wrist or somewhere, the abdomen, you swell, yeah. Uh, yeah. you're overly dehydrated. People think, well, it's something, whatever, whatever. It's, uh, the body has to operate with certain amount of water per person internally. Yeah. The atmosphere is supplements that with water uh, that absorbs into the body. But if the body is so full of toxin, it begins to swell. Yep. And I call that, I get a little rank with it. I'm not one to ever cuss ever, but I always say that that toxin is crap A in that body. Yeah. 
and it, it begins to back up. And even in our country, when people are not drinking enough water, they ha- want to blame the ache and the pain on what? And they're, they're, but rather than the, it's the water and the body and the earth outside your body has to live with the water that you're living with. It's a, it's a cycle. It's, it's yeah. what's happening with our planet Earth uh, to recycle itself. Is through well, and all half the hosp- this- Yeah, go ahead. Half the hospital beds in the world are occupied by someone with some kind of water-related disease. So, right. You know, most people don't think about that. Well, they so don't. Many different- well, you know, we can almost blame. Uh, here we are. I have this show. I'm in my research center that we've put millions of dollars into. Uh, to do what we do is because of water and the atmosphere and, and fresh water and the education. You do what you're doing, but there's something that isn't right. And that's why when I heard about your Living Waters for the Woman celebration there in Houston, wouldn't it be something if the women of the world would start a Living Water International to celebrate water, women? Well, you know, let's uh, let's see if we can make that happen. I think we could. <laughs> because I, you know, I, I I I look at myself and I look at the women out there in the communities for their charity contributions and the churches, mm-hmm. how strong mm-hmm. they are and how busy they are. You know, Jerry, I used to be president of the American Cancer Society for years. I was one of the founder. I was the founder of the American Field Service Plan program in the county. I was founder of the. Hospitals every day. We could go on and on. We women, and when I went out and put all these events together, the men were working, and there were women that weren't working, and they came in, and we'd work with the community as if we were at a full-time job almost. And I could see Living Waters International having a worldwide movement of women and the concerns of water and get the children involved. And well, let's take see if we can spark, uh, spark some interest for women for water. Uh, that would be a great thing if we could just, I mean, big movements usually start with, with little things. I'm, I, I'm I know sure it. Me with, uh, are you familiar with the trim tab effect? No. Okay, a trim tab is a small rudder on uh, the back of a larger rudder on an airplane okay, okay, or on okay. an ocean going uh, okay. vessel. So okay. the trim tab turns the larger um, rudder that turns the ship or the airplane. And so I have a friend that talks about the trim tab effect. If you just get little changes going, sometimes Mm -hmm. they can uh, turn into a big Mm -hmm. movement. So maybe we could just plant the seed and some people would get interested in women for water. Oh, yes, and and the social media. I just became part of, I was invited and I am now with, International Women's Organization. Yeah. And uh, it's a worldwide, and there's things to do, and there's th- the ideas here that can become inventive thanks to social media and women of mm-hmm. the world with the children uh, getting involved. It would be the movement of the, of the education, the research and development, and the story of the water. Well, maybe this could spark uh, some interest and maybe we could interject that vision within existing organizations and if just the women's organizations that are in the world today that want to do good things mm-hmm. and make a, a difference if they understood that water is the most basic physical need. Right. Uh, and it is. Um, the, most countries where we work, when we talk to people, what are your biggest mm-hmm. needs? Well, water is, is right at the top. And, and so, you don't, uh, they don't realize it until you don't have it. 
And big organizations have taken on things like polio, they've taken on breast cancer, they've taken on any number of other things, but the one thing that's going to make the biggest impact is the water issues. It's number one. The planet Earth is crying for it, for somebody to do this, and and uh, I want to get back to you because I've got some ideas. I'm very busy right now doing some projects to finish, but when I get to these projects and get them in the business world, what I'm doing, um, I, I will tell you, this is something that I think might work well for us all is get the women, and you're having already uh, a gala that could become mm-hmm. a once-a-year uh, all over the world. You could pay it forward where women in all over the world are at the same day, the same time, doing this. I'm all for it. Let's just... Uh... Because that way we start getting a... Now, they have Earth Day and they have World Water Day, mm-hmm. but we need a movement. We need mm-hmm. a movement. And I, I can see women of the world doing it. I do. I, I Well... The the trim tab effect is going to be, I mean, mm-hmm. just a few people getting involved, mm-hmm. and it spreads from there. So I, right. I think that that right. could be a a, a major Thanks thing. Thanks to that, social media today, too, Jerry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the technology is there. Right. It's just it'll be and it'd be fun. And oh, and Skype, yep. Skype, Jerry. Yep. I finally put together a Skype studio over here because I'm skyping different countries of the world to do business now and. And we, it could become a lot of fun. Well, we're, uh, our time is over. What, do you, what would you like to say to everybody before you're done? Well, when people say, what can we do to help? We say there's three things. You can, you can pray, you can go, you can give. So those are More the simple answers we normally give. <laughs> Prayers are <laughs> And you can powerful. be a mobilizer and an influencer. So just creating, uh, among our spheres of influence, creating some awareness. Refer them to some websites. Your information is wonderful, and uh, there's a lot of now, other... Yeah, on your international gala celebrating the woman, do you have a website for that? Yeah, it would be uh, water.cc slash gala, G-A-L-A. Okay. All right. Well, I will give you a call. And okay. let's see if we can get something going in the next few weeks. I, I really think that, that you've got something going right there with that celebrating the woman through the, with the rest of the world there. I really do. Well, I look forward to doing it together with you okay, and, and well, all our friends. Well, well, let's go do it. You okay. have a nice day, and God bless and prayers with you. God bless you. All right. Thank my pleasure. You. We'll be in Thank touch. Thank you for being on with us again. My Bye. pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, audience, listen to that now. The Power of Water radio talk show started seven years ago, and I was asked if I'd like to have a radio talk show because I've had a lot of experience and many things that have been uh, in communications, and I thought, yes, I'm going to call it the Power of Water. And through the years, we've had the most exciting, wonderful guests on beyond all over the world. And uh, Jerry talked today about Kenya. We've been in Kenya with a guest inside Kenya. We've been in Holland with a guest inside Holland. We're in Holland, the Netherlands. They're all, we've been studying water for hundreds and hundreds of years because they're below sea level. But I could go on and on. What we can learn together. What, what are the subjects? But the women out there in the world are the original family uh, managers to make sure the family has the water, has the nutrition, healthy, and oversees the family. And then she went to work, but she still oversaw the the major necessities for the family, uh, the woman. So it's something to think about. I really think that we can do it. 
Well, I want to thank you today for listening. Uh, you're a very special audience, and it's a very special future that we have. I am not going to let go of this show because we're going to be discussing this water issue worldwide. Embrace your life every special moment and pay it forward in somebody else's life. But Earth whispers to us, the power of water in our lives is that special. It's life. Don't ever take it all with you. Leave behind all that you can. I want to thank you for listening. You have a very special day, and you be well. It's nice to talk, be with you today. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Hour.com.